Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education. This is the podcast where every week two lifelong friends gather to re-watch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. Welcome to my not-so-big open space. I am one of your hosts, Michael Asuncion. And I'm Sean. You have a pretty big open space, I would say. Every time I come over, I feel pretty non-claustrophobic. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's not a closet. It is not, nor is it a broken down uh, this room, at least. underground subway situation. It's not that either. It is yes. not that. No, but we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that in just a brief minute or two. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to check in once more. Uh, and dude, this I don't know how we're doing it. Maybe I think I, I'm gonna chalk it up to uh, the power of the Instagram reel. I got a bit of advice from another from a podcast I guested on the Weekly Reel. Shout out to Jeremy and Ken over there. Thank you guys again for having me to talk about everything everywhere all at once. Um, but they were like, "Yeah, dude, like, real Instagram Reels is kind of where it's at." Um, so I think that must be helping somehow. Uh, right now, as of this time that we're looking, our little show that could slash is and will, much like mm. Stoop Kids, Little Engine that could. Uh, we're currently at five hundred and seventy-eight downloads. <laughs> Which is pretty cool and growing. Cute. So I love that for us. I think I said that last week, but that doesn't mean that don't mean it's not true. Love it. Yeah, it feels pretty good. So thank you all for <laughs> getting out there. I've DM'd a couple of you folks on Instagram. So thank you for giving us a sh- giving us a shot, giving us a listen, passing it around like the communal joint or bong, as it were. That you pretend to be passing around whenever your friend uh, is yes. on the phone with their parents. Anyways, yeah, if you're not already doing so, be sure to subscribe. Check out the show. We are here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can, any mainstream platform for podcast listening. Overcast, I think, is a thing, apparently, mm-hmm. according to the Red Circle Analytics. So we're on there, too. Um, yeah, feel free to leave a rating or review, especially if you like what you hear, so other people can find the show and pass it around. And you can always find us on Twitter and Instagram at PC1818pod. And we're still waiting on the feuds and the beefs coming in at PC1818pod at gmail.com. A lot of TikTok creators. Yeah, no I, challengers. So. No, not yet. We are still uncontested. We're really trying to fight off, fight off the cancellation attempts and everything. Like Weirdly, I've just been seeing a lot of stuff on like TikTok. Like, all these like creators that I really like are just talking about how much people hate them (laughs) things like or so quick i'm like i want a piece of that pie speaking of you know just people getting getting up in each other's grills and tensions and emotions running high let's get into today's episodes because today is a one-two punch yes let's one-two punch of just gang shenanigans with the kids really we're gonna step away from the border bs for a second here and we'll just get into some let's just get right into it I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited. I was like, this is one something I was really looking forward to this particular episode. So <laughs> we're here to talk about season one, episode thirteen of Hey Arnold. Part A is Das Subway, and Das is just German for the, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Like yeah. Das Boot. Yeah. 
Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Das Subway originally aired November 18th, 1996. Again, this these air dates are all over the place, but I believe this listing is in production order or something like that, not necessarily release. Mm-hmm. Um, so written by Chris Simmons. I wonder if that's where they got Mr. Simmons. We'll see. Uh, directed by Tuck Tucker, who that's why they named him Tucker, and Steve Saki. <laughs> so the plot summary being, the gang encounters trouble while traveling on the su- the subway. Uh, to which I ask, Sean, have you ever been stuck on any kind of mode of transportation with a bunch of strangers at all, ever? <laughs> Honestly, no. Besides, like, a ski lift? Okay. Nothing enclosed. Okay. N- me neither, though, well, I guess not enclosed in, like, in terms of the the vehicle itself, but I have gotten stuck on the Indiana Jones adventure. Like, it broke down. I think I've experienced it breaking oh, down, exciting. like, twice. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. I mean, the only thing that really gets to you is like when you start to realize how tight the seatbelt is, like those very specific Disneyland seatbelts with the yellow tab and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if anything, it was just messed up seeing like the lights on with the the, the ride with the lights on and everything. It was it was scarier with the lights on somehow. But yeah, that, yeah, that is just my subjective experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So the episode opens with again. I wonder if this was just. I mean how much of this was creative license or whatever, but like to let a bunch of nine-year-olds go to the movies alone by themselves across town, mm. that's a little nuts to me, but yeah. maybe that was a thing at some point in the past when like helicopter parents weren't really so much in vogue, but the kids are, are truly, they just, they get out of a, a screening of what was it? Killer vegetables from outer space, from outer space. That's right. I want from the studio that brought you the day the sun exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and invasion of the people melters and hotter than the sun and hotter than the sun <laughs> uh, they were not pleased though they no, they didn't like it now because much as i think as we have talked about like two hour movies are too damn long <laughs> two hours exhausting too, a little two bit hours is the like longest your movie should run i suppose yeah yeah. Maybe 2.15. This is, yeah, I feel that. This is coming from, and full disclosure, uh, as part of Cinema Day this coming Saturday, because it's only $3, in the span of a single day, I will be watching Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version, which is 11 minutes longer than the cut we already got. And because it's only $3, Tiffany, my fiance, has finally conceded to watching Top Gun Maverick. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Oh wow! <laughs> Whatever gets her in the door, she's gonna hate it. <laughs> Maybe a little, <laughs> but it's in deep. But we're seeing that in deep box. <laughs> um, so anyway, regarding killer vegetables from outer space, in your head canon, mm. because Gerald says that he did not find the onion believable. If it was like the mid '90s, I'm wondering who that who that would have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, right? Like the name is a direct pull from Killer Clowns, or even or in like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, seen that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a movie that I have not seen. Um, There's a video game coming out of it. Much more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much more than yeah. the title of it. I would have to assume that there's some tongue-in-cheek reference. To Pro- that, because... Possibly, because again, there are a lot of just like tongue-in-cheek movie film references throughout this show that are just becoming harder and harder to ignore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if that came out, if that if this episode came out today, I would have imagined like I don't know, like Mark Wahlberg or something, just because he was in like The Happening and Transformers <laughs> movies, and he's like, hey, we're a bunch of killer killer vegetables from outer space. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. 
I'm gonna make you cry when you cut into me, okay? Yeah, this one it's it's this nice configuration, kinda like the core most kid because they could have had any combination of of the of of the gang in this, yeah. Which and we see kind of an expanded version of that in the second half of this episode. But here it's kind of like this is mm-hmm. the most core kids. You have Arnold, Helga, Gerald, Phoebe, and just Harold rounding it out. Right? It's just five. It always feels like more. Harold makes it to the mix, right? Yeah, yeah. and he's just like That's he's he's not it, seen yeah. as like a heel or a bully he's just part of he's just part of the ensemble which is cool i think that's really the first time we finally actually see that he's the dumb friend yeah he's 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 the idiot but a very like lovable yeah. idiot that he is and some string thanks harold <laughs> Six, so 62 cents and some string <laughs> love you uh, absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, so I wanted to, we haven't referenced the gag runner in a minute, but I do want to make a pretty mm-hmm. good, I do want to make what I feel is a pretty seminal addition to the mix. So in terms of, I believe I had this in catchphrases or actually it's kind of a catchphrase mm-hmm. or more of like a setup, a joke dialogue setup that they'd come back to multiple times. we once they finally land on the fact that they're taking, they're going to take the subway. Helga goes, uh-uh, no way. There is no way I'm taking the subway. Hard cut. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm taking the subway. <laughs> with, like, <Yeah. laughs> hard cut with the train running by is kind of like a environmental screen wipe, which I always appreciate that they do that. Yeah, that's... It was great. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just so It's just so funny. It's just such such basic, like, vaudevillian, I don't know, like old school comedy writing, but I, to- I totally dig it. I, I, I always thought about this episode whenever I, as especially as a kid, like riding Bart, especially I didn't ride Bart that much until like high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high school when we w- I'd started yeah. like, oh, let's go to fucking, it's spring break, let's go to Metreon or like the Bloomingdale's like Westfield or whatever. But yeah, I always thought I was like, "Oh, our trains aren't this dirty. Doesn't doesn't seem this dingy." <laughs> and it's it's kind of a bottle episode. And <laughs> not a, then, not then. I guess that's true. Perhaps times have changed. So this is kind of a bottle episode in a sense too, because they're they are trapped in this one space. I guess I guess we could talk about who else they're trapped on the on the on the subway in this particular subway car with, because it's just a lot of the magic <gasps> happens here, and we have a lot of mm-hmm. kind of actually pretty like seminal voice talent just coming in and spicing up the sauce in a very real very profound way they all play their roles very well they do um so perhaps first off we can start with the the therapy the very like freudian literally like caricature of sigmund freud the therapist with his client and i believe he is engaging in some form of exposure therapy which is like a real thing with phobias you like build your client up to actually experiencing the thing that they're scared of so this woman who i guess i think is kath i think that's it's kath susie who plays miriam she's big open spaces and she just sounds sounds like a less exaggerated version of dexter's laboratory's mom but then yeah. the therapist is voiced by tony J, who is dude's kind of a legend honestly in like disney and nickelodeon circles so he voiced hmm. Uh, if you remember, do you recall Doctor Lipschitz from Rugrats? Like the he was kind of the popular child psychiatrist of that. Dee Dee was always name dropping for every possible situation. He plays the same character. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, he, he is a very popular psych. Yes, he's a therapist there too. But then he's also the voice of Judge Claude Frollo in Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is very different and very Ooh, scary. Love that. Yeah, love that. 
Hell yeah. Singing about hell of fire is more like it, and this witch with her lusty, lusty powers is making me. Did he provide the singing voice for Frollo? I'm pretty well, sure that was. Speaking? I'm pretty sure that was him. Same, right? I think he said definitely. Yeah, Hell I think yeah. that was him. So definitely shout out to Let's go. Shout out Creepo, to Tony Jane. Very much so, yes. The yeah. blind guy with the the dog, the, the most adorable dog named Killer mm. that you could imagine. <laughs> it was a voice by Kevin Michael mm. Richardson, Cleveland Jr. in the Cleveland show. Kind of just like in everything, really. I, I could barely, it, it's, yeah. it would be yeah, easier yeah. for me to name something that he's not in. But the thing that blew my mind the most, and I only yeah. learned this through, again, Craig Bartlett's Instagram, who is healing up from some bruised ribs. So get well soon, sir. Did you, ca- did you, did mm-hmm. you see who voiced the homeless guy? Get, get, get out of my house. That, that fellow. The scene stealer, arguably the scene stealer. No, I didn't pay attention. Mark Hamill, sir. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I love that. I do too. I do too. But I, as great as that is, and we'll get to like his his main contribution to this, uh, to this episode. I think the MV, the true MVP for me of this episode is the subway conductor slowly just, not even slowly, just quickly becoming unraveled over the PA, <laughs> as he's. Trying to give status updates. Yeah, yeah. Status updates to the passengers. Yeah. I have I have two direct and quotes he like here. Comes in yeah. out of nowhere with no particular spurring to say. Yeah. I have an update. We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. We're trapped. I'm take to I'm talking to you from the fetal position. I'm scrunched up small, rocking back and forth, trying to think if there's any way out. I don't think there is. I really don't think there is. Do you think there is? No. Thank you for running the subway. Have a nice day. I think this one's my favorite. It's like, passengers, it may just be a matter of minutes or hours or days or weeks till the search and rescue team finds our forgotten and stranded subway car and takes us out of this increasingly hopeless situation. So let's all remain calm. There's no need to... Dude, we're all doomed! Why me? There was some other... It's such an interesting thing to freak out about, too, because... You go through the tunnel. That's it. That's an occupational Probably, hazard for that guy. You spend guy. more time in the tunnel, more so while you're driving route to route. That's a good point. Than the 20 minutes he spent in the tunnel. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah. 20 minutes is even an overshot. It's just so funny. It's just only this like close up shot of like the the loudspeaker. It's a very like Charlie's Angels ish type thing, and it's and so really though, I mean that's that's Dan Castellaneta all the way. That's Grandpa. Like so, just him just delivering like he's really good at like the madness of a person of a person's voice i think like and just again like timpani coming in as as we've discussed like timpani is the unsung hero of the hey arnold orchestra so there's a lot of that that yeah. in that tension building it's kind of this timpani marimba thing yeah the oh my god yeah the score to this episode stressed me out so much even more so than Haunted yes, Train. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just that 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 cabin fever, that claustrophobia, all of that, that all of that paranoia setting in. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was really good. And apparently the uh the homeless man's name is also Grubby. I didn't see that, so that's good. They actually gave him a name. Whereas I think Blind Man is just named Blind Man. We learned we learned something new about grandma though in yes, this one. That's right. She was an ex cop. Specific, if she's telling the truth, if we do. That's true. She. This could be just a very fabricated persona, but what a, <laughs> yeah. what a pers- what a persona it is. She comes in yeah. with the like the bandolier. I I always thought they were like bandoliers of bullets, like not unlike Rambo. I like to call her diehard diehard no, grandma, diehard Pookie, because she's the only cop yes, ex cop in this town crazy enough to get the job done. 
Yeah. And she is not, in fact, too old for that shit. No, she is not. Where you going, Pookie? Don't wait up. All right, I'll save you some supper. I just love that he knows how routine shit like this is. That's true. He still checks in every time. Love you, Grandpa. That's true. That's true. It's just like, you know, just keep... It's, I think it's that's indicative of, like, healthy elderly couples, you know? You just get really familiar communication is still really true still really key i guess it's the point though you're stuck in a place and like things just kind of keep happening harold continues his his shtick of being a monkey and then <laughs> i'm an upside down fireman <laughs> stupid <laughs> and the blind guy just you know he makes an enemy of the blind guy very quickly he does. He really does. I respect his creativity. Yeah. Harold is a, he was a lot. He was quite so much. We got a little bit of toxic from everybody though, right? Like. Okay, that's fair. Of yeah. course we get Harold being obnoxious yeah. and then we get the blind man just being ornery and we have the psychiatrist uh, losing his clinical, arguably pretty lose, disconnected. Losing his clinical composure. With, with her right from the start. Yeah. And then losing his clinical composure yeah. right afterwards. And the word actually bothers me when it's used to correct people. And that's the only time it's used. And Phoebe has that toxic trait. Like 100%. She does. Like, will always course correct somebody and throw actually in their face. She does it like five times in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Watch I mean, your use of actually, friends. Really? See? Look at you go. Toxic trait, I'm Michael. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm wearing my glasses, too. Take a, take a word out. Just say that's I'm, a good I'm, point, Sean. I'm picking Maybe my... you're the first fight I need to have in the in the Gmail. I'm picking, I'm picking as you, you can't see it because this is an audio-only format, but I'm picking the spirals out of my steno notepad as we speak out of nerves. <laughs> but... So the thing, though, is... It feels like yeah, this 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 whole situation actually just amplifies everyone's already natural tendencies. Harold's natural ob- obnoxiousness, mm. Phoebe's need to continually assert her intelligence, Helga's very dramatic imagination, like fantasizing about getting eaten to death by pigeons or worse, rats. And then, <laughs> I hate rats. Um, uh, Arnold, you know, just Arnold's. Yeah, guys, you can totally pull it off. And, I mean, I don't know, maybe not so much Gerald, but he does get to spit that nice fire that sun goes down, stay above ground. <laughs> the very yeah, unnecessary... The, yeah, the breakbeat with, like, the woman screaming too layered on top of it, like... Ah! like it's like... <laughs> it's just this nice little, yeah, like, yeah. busky, busky drumbeat thing. Yeah, I, I do dig that. Mm. Could, I, could I ask you for a line reading? Here, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say what. I'm just gonna Absolutely. pop it in Send the chat. Away. Okay. So after we Send find out way. that Killer is perfectly fine, uh, and Killer is not a he, he's a she, and Killer had puppies. You mean I'm a daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit! I laugh. It's Sorry, okay. my it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. It's just. It's just What's wrong, Killer. <laughs> I used to be a nurse. <laughs> that woman that woman's a palette's palette swap of bus lady. She's like a she is, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Lat- Latina, maybe African American palette swap of redheaded bus lady. And yeah, she used to be a nurse. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. all we know about her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this episode's just so ridiculous. Get down from there, fat boy. <laughs> what well, you lose one sense, all the other sense. When's the last time you took a bath? <laughs> 
He can he can do whatever he wants. It's my house. Go ahead and suck all you want, fat boy. <laughs> also, holy shit, the psychiatrist calling her a mental case. Oh I thought yeah, I thought he calls her a loony or both, but yeah, I don't know. That's He does both. He does yeah. both. It doesn't work. That monster that monster doesn't work, you loony. <laughs> it's I mean, again, just to sh just again, I do appreciate that representation representation because, like, there have been numerous times where just because I I'm that is part that is my field that is my literally how I how I make my money because Lord knows I don't do it through this just yet we'll see, but the the there have been times where folks have kind of weaponized my profession against me or just thought that I should be ever the traveler of the highest road or the most compassionate person on the block. So it was nice to see like, Hey, we all kind of have mm. our breaking point or at a certain point or like, you know, there's a certain point mm. where we're just like, yeah, man, like just, could you just not right now? <laughs> so yeah. I appreciate, I appreciated seeing yeah. that, that, you know, de-romanticization de of the, of the therapeutic profession and the uh, snaps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I guess, you know, there's really not much else to this episode other than the the grand finale, which always kind of captured my imagination, but I have even more of an appreciation for it now. So everyone makes up, the dogs give birth, and oh, sorry, grandma restores power to the subway by simply putting the, putting the wires back together, but... Harold might have my second favorite line read of this episode. He's like, it's a miracle. We're saved. Ah. And then he, he, he hugs the therapist, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah I think he like yeah. goes in and just immediately and, like nestles his face <laughs> yeah. into his chest. Too. Yeah. So it's a very tender moment. It is. It is. It is. It is. And then, you know, yeah. Grubby, Grubby, the, the train traveling hobo is like, I got one more thing to say. We know, we know. Get out of your house. Like, no, not that. I got something else to say. And then they go into a sing-along. Should I be waiting for what you're... Yes. As the... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's the subtitles. On, on Hulu, the subtitles say in parentheses, parentheses lowercase, flatly. Let's all hold hands here on the subway. Doesn't he also not start on the note that he cues? Yeah, probably, probably, probably. And I mean, and it's a harmonica; <laughs> it's not a pitch pipe, so let's let him have it. Like he's like a half step <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's because we've been stuck here in the dark for way too long. And then, then the, I was like, "Oh, it's cold and it stinks, and the train is on the blink. What is it? The doors are closed. We have no choice. Let's get along." <laughs> and it's like I don't understand. This is is this a standard? Is this a commonly like common song here for the people of Hillwood? Is this like San Francisco has when the you know journeys lights when the lights go down on the city and all that stuff? But upon closer inspection, it's literally just a pastiche of "We Are the World," which then continues to blow my mind. Is like, is this why we got Blind Guy just so we could have an approximation of the Ray Charles presence on the song? <laughs> Because Ray Charles kind of has like he he takes a lot of real estate on the original We Are the World. But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, like it was great. Yeah, and you you get who I believe to be blind guy. Yeah, um, railing out the note at the end of the. No, he is. Too. He's he's like he's doing all the runs That's and him, stuff right? yeah. above everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Hey. 
Yeah, this is. I mean, like, I know we gave Door Sixteen a lot of shit for being so off the wall, and technically, like, this is, I think, just as weird and off off the rails. But I I love this more. I think it's just because like you have the kids having to interact with people they've never met before and just seeing them play off of. You know, you're getting you're getting that outside adult perspective. You know, these aren't border. These aren't yeah. the borders. These aren't any of their parents. It's not anyone from school. Just strangers. And so, how they interact with them. Yeah. I mean, their first read on Helgo is, what a cute, polite little girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Wrong. Good. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, that, that thing we've all done where we're like kind of smiling at a stranger just to be polite and pleasant. And then how quickly that, how quickly that, uh, that facade oh, yeah. melts out. I did just enjoy this uh, Gerald cowering in the corner, <laughs> chattering. <laughs> I, I, I gotta have something yeah. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> she got those eye bags yeah yeah too. it's so good it's just i just like anytime someone's teeth are chattering it's pretty funny it's good stuff and <laughs> but favorite shot frame is definitely grandma hissing at the rat it's just yeah. she doesn't take no yeah. shit from yeah. rodents or humans too or, good. or any of that <laughs> that's a great that'd be a great cosplay that'd be so good like in a world where we're, like there's always people cosplaying as like Mur- eustace and muriel like we I want to see like a grandpa yeah. Phil and a Pookie out there. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I do have a screen cap of Harold right before and right after he nestles his face into the into the uh, Sigmund Freud's bosom. <laughs> oh, how tender! It truly is. He's like, you see just the exasperation on his face, like after everything they've been through. That's like right be- right before that, everyone was fighting it out and going at it. Helga broke an umbrella in half on someone's head whacked somebody she hard. truly did and it was a whoosh, that great that super great <laughs> stock whapping sound that we all know and love even if we don't really think about it so i think that's that's das subway schnell that rap subway for sure okay schnell i just know schnell we had to do this diary of Anne frank have i told you this me and chris 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 g back in high school we were in the same language arts class and <laughs> we were reading the diary of Anne, like this Anne Frank play excerpt from like our liter- um, language arts textbook. And we drew the place. Mm. We were like playing Nazis or reading the part of the Nazis and we were just yelling Schnell the entire time because we were like busting <laughs> down the door of the Anne Frank house. But yeah, so I just know Schnell I think means now. Shit. Something about something along those lines. But. Good times, man. Good to know. Good, very good to know. And let's uh, go off into. Oh, I mislabeled this. Uh, let's go off into episode thirteen, part B. Uh, Weezen Ed, November eighteenth, nineteen ninety six. Same air date, obviously. Written by Craig Bartlett, Rachel Littman, and Steve Vixton. Directed by Dan Povenmire and Julie Murphy Hashiguchi. The gang travels to Elk Island to find a pirate treasure said to be haunted by a gangster with a breathing problem. <laughs> Shout out to whoever wrote that on Wikipedia that they've really felt the need to include that. That I mean that's a critical piece of information. My my first takeaway yeah. for this episode, this is just like Hey Arnold's version of the Goonies and I love it for that. Yeah. There's a really strong cold open to this episode too. Yeah. <laughs> With Rhonda and Sid. Oh yes, yes, yes. What she she just like she just always I mean cuz it's Rhonda, she just really tears down Sid about his appearance. She's you know she's known to be pretty shallow. Yeah, what is absolutely. what is what is Sid's she what is Sid's only? Him. She does, and what is Sid's only come uh, comeback clapback? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's like while the camera is yeah. like 
already moving to the next scene. That's true. So it it is... doesn't even linger. On yeah, that's all. true. It's like hey, these two are here now too. I think it's just like because those are the only two additions to this, to this, uh, compared to the last episode. But yeah, they're like we need to let's let's reintroduce. We haven't seen the other kids in a while, so let's let people know who Rhonda and Sid are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I don't. I'm a fan. We get yes, as am I. Um, speaking of things we're fans of, uh, we get another. It's been a minute. I don't think we've gotten one since the list, but we get another one of Gerald's uh, always iconic, very well delivered urban legend monologues. We got one with uh, Stoop Kid with kind of like motion, like whatever, like moving images. But this one was just like still frame pictures, and they kind of reminded me of like political cartoons that they'd show us in AP US history, mm. like that kind of cross-hatching visual style. It's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, still yeah. to this day, like this, I find that image to be pretty intimidating of Weez and Ed just like mugging the camera. They're good sketches <laughs> like to, to do what they wanted to do with them. Yeah, and like someone got paid to draw this. Like a yeah. guy, a gangster. It's a really good urban myth choking. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got like that kind of like Al Capone thing. There's some kind of Al Capone, like, Prohibition-era references, sensibilities, and things like that. Kind of reminded me of, like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we you know, growing up here, growing up adjacent to San Francisco and not disclosing precise location because I learned my lesson from the last time. Thank you, Sean. Um, you grow up with a lot of myths about Alcatraz and the, you know, all the, <clears throat> all the gangsters that are said to still be haunting that island and everything like that. And, yeah, there's that continual... That kind of running element. There's that always that formula to a Gerald urban urban legend monologue where he really builds the tension and the mystique of whatever he's talking about, and then he undercuts it with some. Or maybe it's just this. <laughs> it's like some say, some people say. Yeah, <laughs> he's just faking it. <laughs> it's an artful use. It of really is. Yeah. Kind of uh, dissolving the tension a little bit. Yeah, and then you know they realize you know how are we gonna get to Elk Island, and then we meet Sheena's. I, I figured you'd love this because I know you love a good pirate Loved accent. Him. Sheena's Uncle Earl. I love a good the pirate old, bit. The old sea dog. <laughs> wow, he must be one of those real-life crusty sea salt type characters. <laughs> ah, it's just Sheena's Uncle Earl. <laughs> I, I wish I took down his dialogue because he has so many good things in the span of yeah. like 10 lines that he gets to deliver <laughs> like, yeah. we'll take a dollar for each of you two dollars for him <laughs> <laughs> fat shaming harold right on <laughs> like like you don't have any shovels 100 like, fat shames harold i'll lend you 50 cents per shovel five cents security deposit <laughs> security deposit <laughs> we sail with the tide <laughs> And then, like, I don't know if it's just, like, perspective, but it looks like the river's fucking super small because you get that, like, that pan over of, <laughs> yeah. of the kids sailing to Elk Island and then Maury and whatever. I wrote, I wrote down their names, but uh, anyway, yeah, the the poker buddies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Vic and Maury, yeah. And it's just, like, it's barely a river. I don't know. It's just, But anyway, it's probably just for scale, but, yeah, it's it's super funny regardless. Those yeah. are the Fratellis yeah. in, our, in our Goonies equation. Who would okay? So who would you want to partner with, spelunking through these here caverns? Because we get all, then we have oh everyone kind of pair off. None of them. Oh, not even Rhonda. Like I thought. Nobody. You wouldn't even no. want Rhonda. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then we learn. Harold would actually do my job. Okay, I was gonna say, but like we'd <laughs> you'd be like Harold. Only the difference between you and Harold is that you, as far as I know, do not subscribe to like legitimately subscribe to Norse 
mythology and deities? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> was, okay. But praise Thor the Thunder God <laughs> could escape my lips. It's so good, man. <laughs> good. What are these jellies? There's something I was supposed to remember about these jelly After beans. that note, I have, come on, Harold, you ding dong. Maybe if I, maybe if I eat a few more, I'll remember. <laughs> And we all, we get another we get another dramatic reveal. They're scared, and it turns out it's just Brainy. We're gonna where that's added added onto the Brainy tracker yeah. under their gag order. Are these so? Are we to believe that? Yeah. Brainy just hangs out in these caves, drawing himself because I've never noticed this. Oh my god! They're all just pictures. I guess so. <laughs> it, it's a dog, and then four cave paintings of Brainy. Four of himself. <laughs> <laughs> and. The more I think about, the more I think of it, the more I wonder if like how if he's like, again like a pastiche of like a Beavis and Butthead type because he's known by his like, uh, and he's like uh, something. Yeah, yeah. And they don't. I, I and they, he they actually has an answer this time though. Instead of yeah, I don't know. they just leave him alone, right? Like Helga doesn't hit him. They just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like. They don't throw him out mm-hmm. of the caves or anything. Okay, because I guess I had it mixed up with like with a haunted train, but yeah, it's completely like, yeah, it's it's completely just like non consequential, <laughs> inconsequential. Yeah, yeah, he's something they come across and then they continue it's going about their, their merry day. Well, then we get, but then you know, everyone kind of gets their their moment. You know, Phoebe shows that she's very proficient in swinging a <laughs> flashlight around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are the robbers' names again? Vic, Vic and Mori. Rick and Morty Vic, are really yes, good. Yes, Rick and Morty, yes. <laughs> In this episode. <laughs> Counterfeit pennies. Fit pennies. And then, like, talking about the labor investment <laughs> on a $900 set of copper. <laughs> wow. These look like pennies just only not made as good. <laughs> Would be stupid, stupid enough, enough to make counterfeit, counterfeit pennies. <laughs> And yeah, the of course Sid coming in clutch with ah, it's Weezer Dad. Yes, and, yes, and some other guy. <laughs> oh my god! This like the climax of this episode and and the way that it tapers out is like yeah, perfect. The, it, doesn't, the, the, it doesn't stop the fake <laughs> out. They you even get the Indiana Jones like reference with Harold just tumbling down the set of stairs like. Very just yeah. nonplussed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if are the Miranda is are Miranda rights is that a copyrighted term? Because apparently he'll here in Hey Ar, in the Hey Arnold verse it's the Marumba rights. Yeah, I wrote down. I wasn't sure if the cop is dumb. Yeah. or if that that's just the world's version. I think that maybe maybe we'll just we'll just it could be either that. right because yeah. it, is that officer a recurring character? He he'll come back. Come he'll come back. Yeah, he looks very similar to the. Is he dumb when he comes back? Maybe, but I think it's confusing because he is like a black-haired pal. He's a palette swap too. He looks exactly like the uh, the lockjaw security guard. Like, come on, Joss, oh, I tossed your cookies. So I think that's why we're like predisposed. <laughs> oh, I tossed your cookies. I tipping the serving wench at Evar's fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> the serving lunch. Oh God! Help me. Okay. We get. We get. Sheena's uncle needed to yeah. be recurring. We get. We get it. We get. We get him in a very like uh, prominent capacity at least one more time. Uh, again, ferrying Arnold to Elk Island back and forth. So he'll he'll come back. Yeah. At least one more. Um, my it. my only real my only real uh, hate Arnold for this is Arnold wor- wasting perfectly good jelly beans. Which That's fair. Generally, don't come cheap, especially yeah. if you're buying like 
buying like boutique jelly beans from like the boardwalk like candy store absolutely no arnold was fairly neutral uh through both of these yeah he was okay I mean, the only thing i ragged on him for was uh was actually in dust subway like <laughs> his soft ass voice to like say hey what's wrong with this dog would have got nobody's attention i, I guess right you're trying to bring people together a little bit <laughs> I mean, I, I do think it was a little... But it, I, have to, I have to reach for that one. I, I think he... Oh, I, I did also think that it was just, like, dicey for him to insist on the subway. I mean, he had good intentions getting everyone home. Mm -hmm. He did call his grandma, which I forgot that he actually did because it's been so long since I've seen this episode. Cause, so I thought they just went yeah. for it and that through sheer happenstance... I thought... I thought grandma choosing to go after the train and investigate, I thought that was just straight up mm. unprompted vigilantism which would have been way funnier <laughs> yeah but yeah the fact that the fact that well okay well let's give let's give her this episode though because like the fact that she suits up like a total badass to go like rescue her grandson and his friends and everything is that's pretty amazing <laughs> <sighs> but yeah overall i think as i was saying these before we started recording i these are Definitely light on character, but just good conceptually brings out a lot of comedy by throwing our, our kids in these very two very outlandish scenarios. But there's there's a lot to be mm -hmm. there's a lot of enjoyment to be had regardless of just watching them yeah wildly out of their elements in on both on both fronts. Yeah, these two are just pure fun. Yeah. Sun mm -hmm. goes down, stay above ground. I think that's that's maybe I think Gerald maybe said it best. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that's a rule I uh I actively follow today <laughs> in my ripe age of twenty four. <laughs> okay, cool. We're going with we're going with uh ages as well too. I'm I too am twenty four. Twenty six. Let's do twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six sounds nicer. Twenty six, yeah. that's the same age as uh Meredith from the parent trap. Thank you again for joining us. We're gonna record another one of these uh, so we're just going to get right onto it while the energy is good. So join us next week for episode 14. 14? Is it 14? Or was this 14? No. Yeah. Next week is episode 14. Tutoring, 14. tutoring Torvald slash yes. Gerald comes over again on Hulu, Paramount Plus, or on physical media because we can't trust. These days we cannot trust a, a streaming service very much. And we mm. should never eat raspberries either. Late. Late.